0: How are you, my friend? Dude, today is, that's right, today is Thursday. That's right, today is Thursday, January 20th, 2022. (laughs) That's Thursday, January 20th, 2022. And what's crazy is today is the very first and the very last time. It'll ever be Thursday, January 20th, 2022. So I wanna make sure we make the absolute most And I do mean the absolute most of this absolutely incredible, incredible day. And hey, I gotta ask you a question real quick. Lean in, lean in, lean in. Can you feel it? Do you feel it slipping away from you? Time, right? This thing called time. Some of you are probably like, January 20th already? Like time is so crazy, right? this abstract, non-tangible, ever-depreciating asset that's more valuable than gold, but less predictable than cryptocurrency, right? (laughs) I mean, a series of seconds that are ticking away, ultimately turning into minutes, those minutes, of course, then turning into hours, and then days, and then weeks, never knowing if this second will ultimately be your last. And yet at the same time, almost unconsciously assuming that you're gonna live forever. (laughs) Tick-tock, tick-tock. Oh, I can do all of that tomorrow, right? Like that book I've been wanting to write, I'll get to that tomorrow. That exercise routine that I know I need to implement. I can do that tomorrow or the time with the kids, not today. We'll do it tomorrow. That business you're going to build, that dream that you've been aspiring towards. I can do that tomorrow, we say. Well, there was a guy on April 3rd, 1968. And there were some things that he said he would do tomorrow. And this is what happened.
1: From our newsroom in Washington, in color. This is the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite and Russ Hodge in Memphis, Tennessee, Dan Rather in New York, Bernard Kalb in Saigon, Marvin Kalb in Wellington, New Zealand, and Bert Quint in Quezon, South Vietnam. Good evening. Dr. Martin Luther King, the apostle of non-violence in the civil rights movement, has been shot to death in Memphis, Tennessee. Police have issued an all-points bulletin for a well-dressed young white man seen running from the scene. Officers also reportedly chased and fired on a radio-equipped car containing two white men. Dr. King was standing on the balcony of a second-floor hotel room tonight when, according to a companion, a shot was fired from across the street. In the friend's words, the bullet exploded in his face. Police, who have been keeping a close watch over the Nobel Peace Prize winner because of Memphis' turbulent racial situation, were on the scene almost immediately. They rushed the 39-year-old Negro leader to a hospital where he died of a bullet wound in the neck. Police said they found a high-powered hunting rifle about a block from the hotel, but it was not immediately identified as the murder weapon. Mayor Henry Loeb has reinstated the dusk-to-dawn curfew he imposed on the city last week when a march led by Dr. King erupted in violence. Governor Buford Ellington has called out 4,000 National Guardsmen. And police report that the murder has touched off sporadic acts of violence in a Negro section of the city. In a nationwide television address, President Johnson expressed the nation's shock. America is shocked and saddened by the brutal slaying tonight of Dr. Martin Luther King. I ask every citizen to reject the blind violence that has struck Dr. King, who lived by nonviolence. Dr. King had returned to Memphis only yesterday, determined to prove that he could lead a peaceful mass march in support of striking sanitation workers, most of whom are Negroes. Dr. King had this to say last night about the situation in Memphis. There was shock in Harlem tonight when word of Dr. King's murder reached the nation's largest Negro community. Men, women, and children poured into the streets. They appeared dazed. Many were crying. A young Negro said, Dr. King didn't really have to go back to Memphis. Maybe he wanted to prove something.
0: Listen, my friend. Tomorrow doesn't exist. Yesterday is gone forever. All we have is this incredible, incredible thing called today. Let's dance. Ooh, a little bit of shift there, huh? Y'all are like, oh, wait a minute, hold up. He took me over here. Now he's bringing me back over here. He's got me all over the place this morning. That's how we roll here on Hashtag Rise and Grind. For those of you that know and those of you that don't know, this is the part of the show where I need you to hit that share button. That's right. I need you to hit that share button because I believe we can change the way people start their day. It'll make a massive impact on this planet. I truly believe that. That Sometimes all it takes for you to change the way somebody starts their day is for you. To hit that share button. So if you're over there on YouTube, share it out. LinkedIn, do me a huge favor. You, yes, I'm talking to you on LinkedIn, right here, right now. Hit the share button, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Facebook peeps, you know what to do. Share it out, tag a friend. And of course, over on Clubhouse, hit that little recycle button in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen and will share this out into the hallways, and you can also hit the plus sign and invite some people in. I greatly appreciate that. Now listen, if you're in bed right now, I'm gonna need you to get up. If you're out there on a run, I'm gonna need you to run a little harder. If you're working out, I'm gonna need you to increase the weight, okay? I'm gonna need you to increase the weight. And then this is also the part of the show where I wanna say good morning to you, and I want you to say good morning to me. So whether you're watching live, or you're watching on replay, whether you're wherever you're at, connect with me this morning and say what's up. Fair enough? Good morning, Mariana. Thomas, great to um, see you. Gone, What's up, Nikki gone, Everett, gone, how are you? Lane Simmons, yeah, good morning. The, the Brown, brown Sugar and Cafe and is up in here this morning. Lady Bird, great to see you this morning. morning. What's up, Christina, over there on, on YouTube? Gloria Bond is up in here rising this rising morning. We've got the Dr. Zakaya over there on LinkedIn. Great to see you. What's up, Kim Fair? How you doing, Marcus Ellis? Shared Times Three. Abundant Health Services over on YouTube is here. Rita McGuire on LinkedIn. How you doing, Beverly Richardson over on Facebook. Marilyn Wilkin is here. She's on Facebook as well. Clarissa Bryant is on Facebook. Janelle Griego, I love it. Vicky Everett, I already said hi to you. I'll say hi again. What's up, Tim Hunt, over there on Facebook as well. Angeline Moore is in the building. Danielle Settles. Over on Clubhouse, of course, we got Frank in the building. Adi is in the building. Samira is here. How you doing, Soul Salcido? Great to see you. Cindy is up in here. How you doing, Kai? Great profile pic. I see the doctor is in the building, I see Suki is in the building, I see Michael, I see Norman, I see Armando is up in here this morning, Navia is here today, my friend Ify from across the pond is up in here this morning as well, I love it, Dora Maria is in the building, Gene Stafford, I am so grateful that you chose to spend your morning with me, absolutely means the world to me, and we have an incredible show set up for you today, Uh, we've got Sarah, uh, Sarah Noel is going to be here in just a little bit as one of our interview guests. And I can't wait to introduce you to her. That's Sarah Noel Wilson. We've also got Samantha Clemens as our musical guest. So she's gonna be bringing that to you today. So super excited to introduce you to her. And before we dive in too far, I do wanna remind you, if you haven't done so already, make sure you download the Morning 5 ebook. This is Five Simple, steps to an extraordinary life. This is something that we all do together in this community, so make sure you download the Morning 5 ebook. book You can go to themorning5.com. That's themorning5.com, and you can download your free copy of that, all right? On that note, let's dive in. I have
2: a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live up the true meaning of its creed.
0: 39 years, that's what Martin Luther King got. He got 39 years and in those 39 years he used his life to make an impact, a multi-multi-multi-generational impact that completely shifted the landscape of America today. At the end of those 39 years, some say that Martin Luther King predicted or maybe even prophesied his own death. So I wanted to share that with you today. This is Mr. King, Mr. Doctor, Mr. Doctor, Dr. Martin Luther King's Jr. His very last speech in Memphis, Tennessee, the night before he was assassinated.
2: All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. somewhere i read of the freedom of speech somewhere i read of the freedom of press somewhere i read that the greatness of america is the right to protest far right and so just as i say we aren't gonna let any dogs or water hoses turn us around the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord.
0: his final rally cry, right? His very last shove before he went out. Dr. Martin Luther King had this burning desire to inspire. He said, hey, we will get there. Don't give up, don't fall back. I might be gone, but ultimately you don't need me. He said, ultimately, you don't need me. No, we need you. Powerful, powerful, powerful words. Incredibly profound. Extremely impactful. And I share it with you today because I want to ask you. What's your rally cry? What's your shove? What's your push? How do you intend to inspire and make that multi-generational impact? What is it that you are willing to die for? Dr. Martin Luther King did not need to be in Memphis, Tennessee that night. They knew there was strife. He had actually gotten stabbed about a week earlier. He'd gotten stabbed by a woman Within inches of his life, they said if he would have sneezed, he would have died. He didn't have to be there, he chose to be there. Whose life will you make a positive impact on? You see, the truth of the matter is we need you. We do. We need you. See, you're this child of God, the God of the universe, the God that made everything. And as that, you are my brother or you are my sister. And you play a role, a crucial, and integral role. You see, when you step into the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be, it makes an impact. Makes an impact on your friends, on your family members, on your coworkers. Every decision you make, I mean, you showing up here today has made an impact on me. And see, I absolutely stinking love you for it, I do. If nobody's told you that yet today, I wanna be the first. I absolutely stinking love you. My question is, do you value yourself as much as I value you? Do you understand the impact that you are making on this planet? and have you determined what it is that you're willing to die for. You see, life, this ticking clock, tick-tock, tick-tock, is not a solo sport. It was never meant to be a solo sport. It's one where we rise together. As a matter of fact, I opened up my Morning Five Planner today, which By the way, we finally got back in. So everybody that's ordered one since December 13th, your planners are all in the mail. My wife sent them out yesterday and we have about 80 more in stock. So if you haven't got one yet, you can go ahead and get one. But I opened up my Morning 5 planner this morning and there was a quote. And the quote was uh, submitted by one of our, our Rising Grind members. It was submitted by Ava Booty. And it says this, what we can't do alone we can do together. We need you, my friend. They need you. Continue to step into your greatness. Continue to rise and grind. This is Breakfast with Champions, Main Air Breakfast Club, your opportunity to get a seat at the table. Check it out, man. Breakfast with Champions is everywhere nowadays. That's right. We've got the podcast. We're on places like Wisdom and Fireside. We're going to Green Room, and we've got YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, wherever you can join us. We would love for you to come get a seat at the table. Become the champion you know you are inside with breakfast with champions well hello 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 my friends how are all of you i've got with me today mrs sarah mccord in the building lolita e walker is here as well marvin reed in the building from london and special guest ramon array sitting in for scott simons today now i'm just now looking at the chat you guys are saying there's a problem what type of problem do we got going on here
3: I believe, I believe the feeds, the feeds of uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and, and YouTube could be down, at least, at least end. End. We'll, we'll, we'll see what Marvin, LinkedIn, and Sarah it. But, but, but I believe they down, but, but do I do hear Clubhouse. Clubhouse. You
4: know, you know whenever, whenever Glenn, Glenn really wants, wants to shake, shake the, the world, world with his, his message, message, something happens to live feeds across all, all platforms. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that over the past year, but that means this episode is going to be so powerful, I already know. That's what it means. it
5: means exactly glenn's breaking the internet
4: (laughs) he does it not infrequently
0: (laughs) yeah what's interesting is i'm still see
4: absolutely
6: absolutely
0: i still i still see comments coming in from facebook and youtube but i but it says offline (laughs) i don't know what's going on Uh, The the people are commenting on Facebook that it's not working, but yet they're still commenting on Facebook. But yeah, you're spot on, Sarah. Anytime, um, you know, it's called spiritual warfare is really what it's called. And anytime, you know, there's a message that's really gonna shake things up. um, Everyone needs to understand, there's a battle going on at all times, folks. There is a battle for good and evil. It is real, it exists. And, and just as much as we will fight to uh, to get out the good news, like my man Ramon brings to us every week, uh, there are other other sides that will fight to keep that to keep that to keep you small, to keep you down. The, it, it will happen. And so what I'm going to do is we're going to keep going on here. We are recording this, of course, so we'll be able to push it out. We are live over on Clubhouse, of course, so we'll be able to push it out. I'll try to uh, relink the stream here in just a second. But while I'm doing that, I'm going to toss it over to. Uh, my crew. So you guys can share maybe some of your thoughts or some of your feedback on, on what you heard this morning.
4: And I will ask really quickly, since I'm not allowed to work while we're live that uh, anyone who uh, who's on like Dora Maria or anyone who's on this right now, if you could drop the link to the clubhouse room so people can join as we have this conversation. That would be amazing. Um, That was just a little admin note though. I see myself frozen, so I don't know if I should just keep speaking or if I can, um, Pass it back to the panel. Um, I'm I frozen. We can hear you. We can, hear you. We can
5: hear you. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're
1: good. We sir. can still okay. hear you. All
4: right. All right. Well, obviously, Glenn, I think it was really powerful, and um, it's it's meaningful. I mean, it's a really meaningful week and a really meaningful subject that you are sharing with us. Um, I just think this idea that we could hear really the most we opened the week with a speech that is quoted in every history book in every classroom because of its impact and then today you're bringing us to the fact that such a short time span later we lost dr martin luther king jr and um i really think that there are there are two sides of that there's that that living in the present as you were saying that every single day you could give a speech you could take an action you could do something that changes the world I think it's the years of work before that and the community organizing and everyone around Dr. Martin Luther King. I saw the title of Today's Better Together who uplifted all of his work before, during, and after, which is so important. And then I think also um, it's a little bit in
1: Direct from our newsroom in Washington, in color.
7: Is everybody still there? Yeah,
0: Yeah, sorry. Hold on just a second. (laughs) Thanks for uh, reminding me of that over there on Clubhouse. Yeah, hang on just a second. I apologize. The whole thing froze up, the whole. My whole computer just froze up and shut down. And so now we're reconnecting and pulling everybody back into the wirecast feed. And uh, yeah, we're having fun this morning. We're having we're having a good time. <laughs> we can, we can continue. We are having a good Five.
5: time. While we get the tech back working
8: again? He
7: is having a ball. So let me just um, finish this one thought right here is that I think impact, right? Impact is the word that I want to leave folks with today, including myself. And I can't wait to see the impact that Samantha is leaving. We can see her amazing guitar right there. And I cannot wait for what's to come.
8: <laughs> it
3: is going to be amazing indeed. And I think that what Glenn shared, thank you, Elite, about Close time is by, very, by very important. I wake, I wake up every up day and I think time, time is, running is running out. Time, time is running is running out. out. How can I make a bigger impact? Um. So I know even for me and my wife and others, we have a little marriage group we put together. I have a group for some young men that I put together. So just to make a bigger impact outside of business, um, because you're right, Lolita, and, and what Glenn started out with and what Sarah said, time is so short. Time is so short. And I think, Sarah, you asked, do people know uh, what's going to happen after they do it, like in the moment? I don't know, Sarah. When I think of Captain Sully, you know, the guy who landed the plane of the Hudson, I think he just operated instinctively. I don't know if he knew it would happen afterwards. So that's my two cents on this. But it's good to be here. To represent Scott Simons, the Virginia hillbilly. Great to be here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing a good, you're doing a great <laughs> job of that. You always do, uh, Ramon. And yeah, like there's the there's a there's there's definitely like a a, a sixth sense or a. You know there's way more what do they teach us when we're kids that there's five senses but i think we all know there's way more than five and there's so many that we don't understand right and this ability to um sense impending uh good things and bad things right this ability to 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 sense those things i think is is, is one of those interesting characteristics of of, of humans so i'm 100 percent with you there uh, I believe, so the whole thing shut down on me, and so I had to bring the whole thing back up. Uh, I heard most of the insightful things that Sarah McCord was was sharing, and then also um, Lolita right there. We are back up and live streaming again, so we should be live on all of the platforms at this point. I apologize to our Clubhouse users who got a little moment of silence there, didn't mean to do that, um, but if we can continue on this conversation. I think we're still good on time. Candace, I see Samantha. You don't see Samantha? She's playing her guitar right now. I see her in the green room. Um, So if we're still, if we're still good, I think we can still stay, stay, stay on time, I think. Where are we at? Let me look. (laughs) We're going to good news with Ramon in two minutes. Okay, we're good then. We're good on time. So Marvin, did you have anything about uh, anything to share from this morning?
5: Yeah, um, hopefully you guys can hear me, um, yeah, I'll jump you. back in, can you hear me okay? Fantastic, excellent, no look, I, 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 I think um, I touched on this before Glenn um, regarding the video, I think you know for, uh, yeah we're having some technical difficulties today, but for anyone that hasn't sort of tapped into the show, if you've just been listening on Clubhouse and haven't been catching the streams, these Martin Luther King videos are incredible, like literally it's it is an absolute game changer there's so many of the speeches and the, and the conversations i've heard before but i haven't actually seen the videos and 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 i just want to uh you know i can't articulate enough how much of a difference it makes to the impact um, of what he's saying when you actually see like look the the first shot where um, you could see like people for miles um, was absolutely incredible um, so yeah I, i'd love for people to to try and check those old streams if you haven't if you missed the um the show uh rising grind earlier in the week when we were doing that but yeah that, that i just wanted to to make sure i added that point in there glenn well i i
0: appreciate- man I'm glad that you are enjoying those um, videos and yeah there's an extra it's, it's 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 extra when we can see the people that he was impacting right there's something around um, impact and humans desires to make a positive impact in other people's lives and so listening to his speeches is amazing because he's a great orator but being able to see the responses and the spirits and the actual souls, the actual people, whose lives he was he was helping to free, right? That is a whole different whole different experience. You can watch. And speaking, <laughs> and speaking of whole different experiences that we're having one this morning, which is amazing. Uh, but speaking of whole different experiences, hey, I am a firm believer that uh, the morning daily negative news is part of the detriment uh, to society. So what we do here on Hashtag Rise and Grind is we've got some good news, and that good news is brought to you by the one and only Mr. Ramon Ray. So I'm going to toss it over to him real quick. He's going to bring us some good news today here on Hashtag Rise and Grind.
3: Everybody, Everybody, good morning. Good morning, and welcome good- to the new sponsored by the Rise and Grind Morning Planner. I just threw that in, and I couldn't help myself. We're so glad you all are with us today in our good news segment. We've talked about the impact and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King's life has had on all of us. We've talked about time, tick tock, tick tock. It's so short. My name is Ramon, and I'm so glad to bring good news to good news to you today. We're going to talk today about how to boost your creativity. Creativity is pretty darn important. There's a new book out. Play Nice, But Win. That book came out by Michael Dell, the founder of Dell Computer Technology Company, something like that. Real Estate Trends to to Understand a Note in 2022. And our goal is always, as we try to do, is make you smarter, make you laugh, or just warm your heart if we do all three. There's a win. So let's dive into today's good news. One, how to boost your creativity. Sarah Erist Green, we now have three Sarahs that have been mentioned today. That's interesting. Curator, arts educator, producer, and author of You Are an Artist, Assignments to Spark Creation, has some tips to boost your creativity, and frankly, lift the creativity wall, she calls it, the creativity wall holding you back. So what are some things we can all do to be just a bit more creative? One, just remind yourself that creativity is inside of us all. Number two, understand how creativity works in your brain. A lot of it is simply your mindset, how your mind works. Another thing you can do, take intentional breaks, not breaks that are forced upon you because, mom, dad, honey, no, not those breaks, but intentional breaks that you're doing and don't try to force yourself to work through it. That's important. Sometimes you're feeling a bit stuck. It's okay to say, let's wait, let's stop, let's pause. And when you feel rested, start, by doing so it's okay to take a quick nap it's okay to rest during the day in fact it's good our next good news segment of the day and don't forget we want your comments we want your shares we want to know how you're enjoying and how you're feeling about rise and grind show, share with others and comment, comment, comment. So we can know how we're serving you. There's a new book out by Michael Dell founder of Dell computer. Many of you have those computers and laptops right on your desk. It's called play nice, but Win: a CEO's journey from founder to leader, I've been honored to be with Michael Dell once or twice. The first time I was with him at CES, it was a disastrous experience. My fault, not his. Uh, The second time I was able to open an event for him and that was pretty cool, but his book talks about this, how can we do well by doing good Michael Dell is a billionaire extraordinaire, I would assume and it's amazing how he's saying let's do well. Let's succeed. Let's thrive in life. Scott Simons talks about this quite a bit, but let's also do good. So that was really cool. Brand new book that he has out, which you all should check out. Last point here from our friends at uh, Ramsey Solutions is real estate trends for 2022. Those in our breakfast with champions audience on Clubhouse. We have several people that talk about real estate, real estate quite a bit. And I've learned from them. But here's a few trends to consider. Inventory is low. Home prices are higher. Mortgage interest rates are really low. Online real estate services are gaining in popularity. And the last thing they say is that risky buying options are becoming more accessible. So that's some of the good news today that we're doing here on the brand new Rise and Grind show. And it's an honor to be here today and jump in and fill in for our amazing hillbilly from Virginia, Scott Simons. (laughs) Self-proclaimed.
0: I like to say self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed. hillbilly yes. from Virginia cuz we don't want any hillbillies from Virginia getting mad that we call him <laughs> a hillbilly from Virginia or I don't even know I don't know the politics of hillbilliness in Virginia so we we got to be we got to be careful there self-proclaimed hillbilly from Virginia Scott Simons Ramon thanks for bringing us the good news
3: today my man you always 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 find the most fascinating stories Welcome. It's a pleasure. A pleasure to do it. Take some research, and I have a great team that helps me do it as well. But you're right, uh, Glenn. We don't want to have. Can you imagine in the UK, hillbillies from Virginia p- picketing in front of Marvin's house, like in front of 007? That would be <laughs> terrible. Anyways, let me just stop.
5: <laughs> I can't even this. <laughs> oh dear, Ramon, you killed me. Honestly. Oh, um, look. I, 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 what? I love the way. Um, uh, Scotts actually developed his strap line there. I think we all need to to figure out a strap line for ourselves um, to go after our names for sure. Absolutely.
7: You know the thing that got me inside of your story is the bug about creativity. And let me just say this, Ramon, you are not just filling in. You are Ramon Ray coming in hot, baby. Okay, you are coming in hot, giving the smiles and the info today. But yeah, the creativity. And so here's my question to you, even though you're not in a hot seat, Ramon, is how do you find your creativity? That's what I would love to know. How do you tap into your creativity?
3: That's an interesting question. I think that I do think Lolita and I'd be curious and we don't have only a few minutes, but we can debate it here. I think it's a God given talent. And here's why I say this creativity, uh, why I say this Lolita in the same way as I, I see, at least I see Sarah is very analytical, very technical, can be very structured planning. I don't have that gift and trait. I think that's God given that's in our genes in some way. For me though, I, I like—I think creativity. I like to think outside the box. I like things that are not the same. So I think in some way, Lolita, God gives us all a bit of extra sauce that we can thrive and live better in this world. That's my two cents.
4: I disagree. That's what I'm here for. Okay, I think creativity is a practice. I actually think I'm trying to remember what day this week um Glenn was talking about. Maybe it was yesterday with the poem that it just came to him. I actually did a segment on this. So I'll find it for you on the podcast. But you have to practice being open. I know I think all of us have read the book Big Magic here. I know I love it. I know Glenn loves it. Um you have to practice being open so that when that you have to practice holding that space, that when that inspiration comes, you know what to do, you can recognize it, you can write it down, you can lean into it. And when you're holding that space, it won't always be there. But I actually think that people sell themselves short. They say, I'm just not a creative person. And so they're never looking for that inspiration. They're never leaning into that inspiration. They're never believing in themselves that they can be creative. And, you know, sometimes you go and it's like running, it's a terrible run. Sometimes you go to write something and it stinks but you have to keep trying and building that space. And I think that you can become more of a a catch point for like the creativity that's in the universe if you're trying, I think.
3: Sarah, you and like I some are people have to are better than, better
4: than others naturally. You're right about ah, yes. that. Everyone but, can be creative. Yeah, sure. Just everyone can be that.
3: creative, but I guess I meant that I think some people have a bit more than others. But you and I can have a debate. We can have a debate of the century. Is creativity born or not? We can have a fight on that, Sarah.
4: By the way, some people are more creative than others. Like, I'm no Emily Dickinson, let's be real. But like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I but I still think anyone can be creative. You're not creative yes. or analytical. Yes.
0: Well, I I I will say this. It is uh Quite a shock. Um, this morning, some of the things that have been happening here on the show this morning have been a little bit shocking A little bit off the wall and the fact that Sarah McCord disagrees is just another shocker this morning She's normally so incredibly agreeable in every sense of the word And so with that said, I am super excited to bring uh, our our musician to the table One of the things we love to do here on Hashtag Rise and Grind is explore the creative abilities of artists musicians all around the world yesterday we we had someone in from uh italy i believe it was and i mean it's just amazing all the different artists and today we have the incredible samantha clemens and samantha clemens is a soul folk and blues singer. She is a songwriter as well as a musician. She is launching Sound Society, which is a cross-platform live stream show in February, where on Sunday afternoons she'll be sharing acoustic music, chatting with friends and family and trying out new cocktail recipes. Which We're super excited to be able to explore that. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I bring to you Miss Samantha.
6: My name is Samantha Clemens, and I'm really excited to be here to share some music with you. This first song is called No Room, and I hope it challenges you uh, to leave no room for negativity in your life this year, especially from yourself. I hope you like it.
9: I've been digging up, the last of the dirt that I had on a good God, there's so much work to do. Yeah, mercy.
0: That was incredible. You are something special. I absolutely, absolutely love that. Is that one of the songs that you wrote? Hope I can't hear you. I can't hear you, Samantha. Are you muted on your side? Oh my gosh. I still can't hear you. Can you guys hear her?
10: Nope.
7: No,
5: no. No, we no. can't hear her. No, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad I was we were able to hear your your music, mm-hmm. but we're not able to hear you right at the moment. Yeah, no, no, no. Can you real. can you hear me yeah. right now? We can hear you now. Yes
6: okay
0: yeah sorry about that so weird. that's okay no problem no problem it's welcome uh, to yeah. our day uh. I love it but did, so but did yes, you write that song uh, that
6: was, I
0: yeah yeah well it was absolutely beautiful I know we were all sitting over here jamming my boy Marvin was jamming for sure Marvin what'd you think about that beat
5: I thought it was absolutely amazing. I'm not sure if you can hear me, um, but I can't hear you. I can't hear you, Samantha, which I'm I'm so gutted I actually can't hear. But I'm going to say what I was going to say anyway. And honestly, incredible. I'm, I'm a huge um, uh, uh, Janelle Monet fan as well. And I heard elements of that in your delivery. And I hate to compare one artist to another, but I, f- I feel I-, I want to do it just to, to communicate the level of quality I-, 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 I thought was in the song. It was incredible. The arrangement was incredible. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and hopefully your sound kicks back in at some point and I can actually have a conversation with you because I would love to-, to, uh, to-, to ask you a question.
0: We can hear you over here just fine. I don't know what Marvin's doing over there. I think he's got... Uh, Got a mute button in his left ear, and then he's got some sound in his right ear, or something like that. I don't know what's happening today, but I agree with Marvin. It was absolutely fantastic. So, talk to us real quick about this um, this project that you're releasing in February.
6: Yeah, um, it's called Sound Society, and um, I think this whole you know COVID coming back. Um, I've been kind of trying to wait it out before I get out and perform again, and I just thought this would be a good opportunity to share some stuff that I'm working on, um, connect with people. It's really hard right now um, with, you know, the pandemic. So um, yeah, I just thought this would be a great way to share some music, connect with um, friends and family, and um, yeah, have a good time.
0: Yeah, I think it sounds, it, it, it sounds, you know, fascinating. It sounds like a great way to bring people together, which is what we're really talking about this week. How important it is that we bring people together, especially during this season. You know, a lot of people are um, spending not as much time as they maybe would love to or used to. Uh, with their loved ones. So I love that you're bringing people together in that way. I think that you're a really, really, really special human with an incredible gift. And I am curious, will you do us a huge favor and maybe come back in just a little bit and do one more song? Would that be okay?
6: Yes, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. All right, then we will see you then. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that was Samantha Clemens. Uh, Make sure you look her up. You follow her, obviously, on Instagram and all the different places. Uh, I just went straight into Google and put in Samantha Clemens, um, uh, Samantha Clemens Sound Society. Boom, she popped up everywhere. Incredible images and incredible socials. So make sure you're following her over there. And she's just an incredible human. Another incredible human that we have with us today is Miss Sarah Knoll. Wilson. And Sarah Noel Wilson is an executive coach and leadership development consultant who has been freeing elephants. That's right. You heard it here first, folks. She has been freeing elephants for 15 years. And Sarah works with leaders to develop more powerful partnerships and helps teams spot patterns that are keeping them from higher performance. She is an in-demand keynote speaker She leads workshops and team retreats for leaders and HR professionals. And prior to all of that, Sarah worked in management as the talent development leader for an insurance company, giving her firsthand insight into the challenges of corporate leadership with several coaching certifications and a master's in leadership development from Drake University. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce you to Miss Sarah Noel (laughs) Wilson. Well, Sarah, how are you today? Good morning.
11: Good morning, everyone. I am super excited to be here.
0: Well, we are super excited to have you and you have to bear with us just a little bit. We've had uh, some interesting challenges this morning, some interesting challenges with our uh, programming, but that is what live programming is. And challenges are just a part of it, right? Like this is the world you live in is the world of people having challenges
11: that's I mean, absolutely. And if you know, I mean, I we, we have a little dance of like, when technology issues happen, we just start singing the technology song, you know, because it's inevitable, and we can fight it, or we can just go with it and accept that that's, that's the world we're in and do the best we can.
0: Okay, I'm ready for it right now. Let's do it. Come on. We're gonna do the technology song. So it's it?
11: technology tech. I'm not a singer. But like, that's we do a little shimmy with it when it when it happens, because it's inevitable. <laughs>
0: I like it the technology shimmy and dance it's inevitable taking something that's maybe uh, a little frustrating and turning it into something positive and shifting that energy right now listen I I honestly did not know that like I didn't know that you could get a master's in leadership like I didn't know that like I thought you had to get a master's in like architecture or a master's in like psychology, but I didn't know you could actually master in leadership. I've always considered myself a decent leader. Uh, So talk to me about that. What was that experience like for you and what are maybe some of the things that you learned that you could drop on us, those that want to be great leaders, but we don't have the time to go to school and get a master's in it. Maybe you could share with us a couple key takeaways. Hey, listeners,
12: if you enjoy listening to breakfast with champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine you want to know the secret to the perfect routine it's the perfect morning glenn has written a free ebook called the morning five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning if you can transform your morning you can transform your life head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you
0: start your day that make great leaders I mean, that's a, that's
11: such a full question, but, you know, when we think about leadership, which is why I think we have an epidemic of toxic workplaces is because we promote people who don't necessarily have the skills, the understanding and, and science, you know, there's an art and a science to leadership. And for me, you know, the part of the reason why I explored this master of leadership development was because I, I had worked in the corporate world for a while, and I was became really interested about the dynamic of power and how it was often misused, and how could we use it to you know, show up more effectively, not, not just for profits, not just for bottom line, but for the people who are in our organizations as well. Um, so actually, it was in my master's program that I got introduced to a couple of key concepts that planted the seed of all of this work we're doing to help people overcome their avoidance of conflict and difficult conversations. Um, and so one is this idea of adaptive leadership, right? That just kind of like we, you know, we were talking about adapting in the moment, but how do we create organizations that not only can survive navigating complexity and change and uncertainty but how do we create organizations that can thrive in those moments and one of the characteristics of a a highly adaptive culture is one where elephants can be talked about and i growing up in the midwest so just like full disclosure right as a white woman in the midwest I was very much raised with the Midwest nice mentality, which I lovingly would say is more like violent politeness, right? (laughs) It's like, we're gonna gonna smile at you, but we're gonna see behind our smile. I'm gonna tell everyone but you, right? Like if I have an issue with you. And and so I had never experienced what it looked like to have really truly um, connected relationships that were able to be candid and curious and compassionate Right. And um, so that's, that's what started my mission. But I think, you know, I think the biggest lesson from leadership is if you don't truly genuinely care about the people you serve, then I don't think you should be in a position of power.
0: Boom. Can I get an amen on that? Uh, I come from the auto industry, Sarah, and it's very common in the industry that the top performer gets the promotion, right? And then huh. and that doesn't mean that they're leaders that they have any. nobody yep. even likes them. They just happen to be the top performers. so now they get the promotion. And that's been happening for decades and decades and decades and decades. Yeah. And it's really created some volatile in, in environments uh, in the auto industry, which is something we're trying to eradicate. Now you wrote this book, don't feed elephants and you really expand on this idiom something that you were just touching on a little bit right there as you talked about you know where uh, an environment where we can talk about the elephant right the elephant in the room and so is this concept something that you use like in your workshops and teams or is this something that you had just developed for the book like how did you become so intimate with this metaphor
11: yeah, I uh, well first, like, let's talk about the people who are always promoted. It's the brilliant jerks, right? It's the people who are technically <laughs> proficient, but I they don't necessarily that. know, right? It's you know, and, and and again, and then what happens is that creates a pattern of low psychological safety, right? We're not supporting people as their whole selves. We're not making it safe for them to be who they are, and um, and that's that's still incredibly pervasive today, right? Or what they're rewarded on. Is not is not is only on output, and not necessarily like it's on the what, not on the how. Um, so, f- literally since 2008 you know, both from my personal experience of, of, I I lovingly say I'm a reformed avoider, so I wrote this book as a love letter for my fellow avoiders who aren't sure how to show up, but they need to, right? They need to not only for themselves, but they need to for other people and they need to for our community. Um, But again, working in an environment where we just avoided talking about hard stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm. And and so I, I think that I've had a bit of an obsession of trying to figure out uh, how do we truly? How do we help those of us who maybe didn't, weren't raised in a family where this was normalized, weren't part of a culture where this is, you know, again normalized, um, weren't, um, hadn't experienced trauma related to speaking up or speaking out? There's a whole host of reasons why people avoid engaging in uncomfortable conversations, right? Culturally, it may not be um, accepted. It may be uh, because of trauma they experience. But the other reason is one thing that's a unique thing that I wanna call out is sometimes we avoid having uncomfortable conversations because we're trying to protect power, right? Because I wanna hold on to what I have. And if I engage in this, right, that might open that up. So this this has been a part of my journey for over a decade now. And I felt like it was finally ripe enough um, to, to, to put out into the world in a meaningful way. And then, you know, halfway through writing it, the pandemic happened and, you know, obviously like all the other huge shifts that happened in our world. And it made me realize that if we can't have conversations about the small stuff, how the heck are we going to have conversations about the big stuff?
0: So true. So, 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 so so true. When the pandemic first hit in the middle of you um, wanting to do this book, did you do the dance? Did you do the... Okay,
2: well, it's just a pandemic. pandemic.
0: It's just a pandemic. We're gonna be okay. No, no, <laughs> no. <pandemic.
11: laughs> no. Well, you know, I was naive like everyone else, thinking like, you know, it would only last two weeks and not two years.
2: Right. So day,
11: you know, right. And wasn't prepared for the impact that it would have on us collectively as a, as a culture, but also, you know, you mentioned earlier. Uh, I, I loved what you were saying about just like you know, there's a struggle of connection right now. And one of the things we're seeing in our work, and what I'm observing professionally and personally, is there is this kind of—it's um, like we're floating away from each other. The erosion that is happening in relationships is happening at a faster rate, and we're not coming back together because maybe we physically can't be, um, and, you know, because we're trying to protect ourselves or uh, whatever the situation might be. But there's a lot of—you know—sometimes relationships can can be um, tarnished in a single moment, right? There are egregious things, right? Disrespect, all of that, that can ruin a relationship out of the gate. But a lot of times the erosion happens in these little moments that we don't work to heal, right? Or repair.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
11: it just float away from each other until it might be too late.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good way to describe it because it doesn't, not everything, you know, it's just like this whole thing. It, 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 it hasn't happened overnight. It's a little, yeah. you know, a little piece, a little piece this yeah. little piece over time and it bends and it bends and it bends and it bends, and, it bends, and, it bends and, and we hope that we recognize it before it breaks that's for sure so I love that you well, are and- working on letting people have those conversations and I got to tell you in the back channel right now the whole crew here on Rise and Grind is they're like itching to get at you uh, and talk to you more about this and so I'm going to toss you over to them but I want you to finish that thought that you had right there I'm going to toss you over to them in the process how's that sound
11: yeah, I love that because I, I want to echo. I want to echo. You said it so beautifully, right? Like that. That it just it happens over and over and over and over. And what we have to realize is that it may not be one conversation. I think sometimes we're looking for quick resolutions for what might be complicated situations. And, and it may not be fixed in one conversation. It certainly wasn't broken in one conversation. And so how do we, how do we allow the space to continue to keep engaging and re-engaging, right? So we can move, move closer to each other.
3: Hey, Sarah. Uh, welcome, and thanks for being here. When you can step into the fire together and both come out stronger, reading from your website, that mm-hmm. is such a powerful statement. Something I have a problem with because I want to avoid conflict. Other people in my life want to fight for conflict. You're yeah. saying there's a middle way. Can you take briefly unpack that and help us understand why that's so important, uh, please?
11: Well, you know, fellow, you know, avoider to avoider, I see you, and I'm I'm with you, and I'm happy to support you on this journey. I mean, one of the one of the traps people fall into is that they think that uh, there's something wrong if the conversation is uncomfortable, or they think something's wrong if they feel scared or nervous. And I would argue that if I care about you, that there is a risk to any kind of deeper connection, any kind of conversation about disagreement, and that risk isn't going to be comfortable. I don't want to be comfortable in every situation with the people I love. Um, and and so so to sort of set aside and go, it may not be easy, but it can be easier. And and you know, and when we when we are stepping into these conversations, whether they're about uh, disagreements or value conflicts or setting boundaries, right, or or talking about ways that maybe we've harmed each other or have been harmed. Um, there's probably gonna be some emotional heat. I mean, there will be emotional heat because if there's an elephant in the room, it means we're avoiding something, which means the heat is turned up. And so how do we step into that and know that it might not be comfortable? It certainly isn't gonna be perfect, but if we're committed to each other, then like, let's do it together so that we can come out of it better. Awesome, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you for the question.
5: Sarah, it's great to meet you. I'm going to keep my my question super quick because I know we push for time. Um, I love that you said um, leaders don't only make or break organisations, but make or break people. That was so, so powerful and really resonated with me because um, before setting up volume two, I I used to be in an organisation where I was responsible for transformation, which was basically just a flashy word for saying picking up the pieces when all of the leaders make bad decisions, which leaves employees in tears basically. So I, I would love, I love I would you. love for you to, seriously, that's what happened. Um, uh, I would love to, to ask you a very quick question. Um, when you, you, you say, get curious instead of furious, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what would, what would be some takeaways for that? Cause I know there's going to be lots of leaders listening in some of the key things that they can do. I mean, for me, it's about the balance between EQ and IQ, but I'd love yeah. to get your take on it.
11: Yeah. And then you can add in CIQ, right? Your conversation. Yeah. Religion. Yeah. And so like, well, I mean, and, and I know uh, Lolita, as I've been looking at your work, you're all about that like purposeful pause, right? And getting curious, you know, so we call it the curiosity first approach is getting first, getting curious with yourself. What is it about the situation? Um, you know, is this a preference or is this a performance issue? Because a lot of times we confuse the two um. what values of mine right, are, are not being honored or what need do I have? But if I were to say, if there's one question that I could have anyone who's in a position of power and authority be thinking about, it's not looking at all the ways they aren't doing something, right? It's not saying to yourself, well, I would never create an unsafe environment. Well, I, I would never do that. But to yourself to say, but when am I not? How might I not be, right? What might I be doing to create a culture uh, that isn't as safe as I would hope, right? What do I do that um, creates distrust? When am I showing up in a way that, you know, is distrustful? And, um, and sometimes we're quick to look at, um, the story of ourselves, uh, but we don't always look at the whole story and, and, and that ability to not just say, it's like, you know, like example, people say, oh, I'm really self-aware. I'm like, well, that's not a, that's not a trait. It's a practice, right? And part of that practice isn't just looking at, um what are you doing well it's also being willing to go and own your role of what have I done to contribute to that and that and that's a that's a muscle that I, I don't often see in as many people in positions of power and authority as I would like to
0: I think that that's super 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 powerful you are a wealth and a breadth of knowledge and we don't get enough time with you here on this particular show but I'm hoping that maybe you could hang out and chat with us over on Clubhouse are you on Clubhouse?
11: Yeah, I am. I will be this morning. So I, yeah, I'll, I'll hang out for sure.
0: Beautiful. Well, we'll be over in clubhouse. We can talk about this a little bit more. Um, until then though, I want people to go out and grab a copy of don't feed the elephants overcoming the art of avoidance to build powerful partnerships. That's how you can capture Sarah Noel. Uh, you can capture her in a bottle, right? You can own your own little piece. (laughs) So you can capture and get as much time with her as you, uh, possibly want. And how else can they connect with you, Sarah? Obviously, everybody needs to go out and grab your book. Um, but how else can they connect with you? What's yep. the best way?
11: It, I would love, you know, I mean, connect, connect with me on any social media platform. I'm very, I work to be really accessible. And especially if people are dealing with challenges, they can also check us out at our website, saranilwilson.com. And would love to, you know, we love to, we just we want to make the workplace work better for humans, right? And so, um, so definitely check us out on social media and don't be afraid to send a DM and connect on a
0: personal way. That's what's up. I love it. Don't be afraid to send a DM, like connect for real. Let's connect for real. Sarah, thank you so much for being here on Hashtag Rise of We'll see you in just a little bit over on Clubhouse. Everybody go grab a copy. Don't feed the elephants by Sarah. No Wilson. You gotta go grab you one. Uh, we still got plenty of show left. We're going to be back with Samantha Clemens. She's going to do some more music for us here uh, shortly. And we're going to continue the discussions that we're having today around uh, better together and bringing people together in the importance of that. All right. So stay right where you're at. We'll be right back. Me and Air Breakfast Club, your opportunity to get a seat at the table. And we got to tell you, we're super excited about the new Morning 5 Planner. If you've been looking for community, you've been looking to connect with like-minded and like-hearted people, people that like to rise and write their gratitudes and their goals, people that are interested in evolving into the best versions of themselves that they can possibly be, then the Morning 5 Planner is for you. That's right. You can go to the 5 plannercom and get you one today. Uh oh. Alexander, I got you, but then I lost you. There he is. (laughs) Oh I "I I see see me. me.
13: What is
14: Alexander Gonzalez coming to you live from Louisville, Kentucky, where the elephants stop. But we don't need them here today as we're watching here straight on the technical difficulties and everything else work through we're seeing first rate firsthand how to handle uncomfortable situations and still rolling with the punches sometimes you just gotta dance during technical difficulties one of the things that's been most impactful that we're seeing across socials <laughs> I might be stretching there with the sing, uh, but is that sometimes you just got to hold hands and walk in the fire together. It may not be easy, but we can make it easier. How impactful. And one of the very first comments that I saw earlier today, it's so funny because I had no idea who the guest was. And he was on hashtag rise and grind. It was Sarah Noel Wilson who said, I'm not an early riser but I can be when there's a chance for meaningful conversation with Glenn Lundy and his amazing crew at hashtag rise and grind. So even these prolific authors who are making life-changing books to make sure that you're not feeding the elephants in your life acknowledge that meaningful conversation early in the morning with people like Glenn Lundy, Lolita Walker, Ramon, ramon sarah i'm trying to remember everyone's name marvin i don't know what's going on other than the fact that it's cold slash hot here in kentucky it's freezing up there i'm really hot in here and there's lots of dancing going on today because in spite of the elephants that pop into our lives we make sure not to feed them but to rather shake our booty with them what is up y'all how are y'all doing today
8: where
4: are you alexander
14: I'll
5: i am a little
14: Kentucky at the Drury Inn and Suites. <laughs> I've only stayed at the Drury Inn and Suites in Kentucky. Is that a Kentucky brand? But it's funny because I just I would never name anything Drury, but that's where I'm at and it's what, a Drury Day. What are you
4: doing? What are you doing in Kentucky?
14: So my company is doing a corporate event. It's the largest keto uh conference in the world we have thousands and thousands and thousands of people watching currently virtually and a few of us were selected to come out here and actually be at corporate headquarters while it's all going on so there's about eight of us here and so i might get to pop on stage we'll see what happens
4: i love how you just drop that in you're like i'm just at a conference with thousands and thousands and thousands of people watching you know just a thursday for alexander gonzalez we love it we love to see it
2: You know
14: how we do as conference people. You know what it is, is I speak it until it happens. You know, I don't think they're going to pull me up on that stage, but I'm going to keep saying it. When I talk to the CEO, I let him know, hey, I'm ready, brah. I'm ready. You want to put me on camera, give me the topic, I got you. (laughs)
3: Alexander, one thing I like about you is you seem to come to life at the Rise and Grind community and audience. You do it so freaking well. Talk about that briefly. Like it seems like when you see the comments, when you see people engaging with all, it's like Alexander comes even more to life than he already is, which I don't know if it's possible, but you get what I'm trying to say. Talk about that, Alexander.
14: Yeah, you know, that's a really great question, Wilma. The thing is this, is that we get the privilege every single day to share our expertise, share our knowledge, share our words with an incredible community of human beings that are literally doing the same thing in their own circles. They're sharing their knowledge, they're sharing their words, they're sharing their power. And so when we get to connect with them, we get to hear their comments, we get to see that they're engaging. They're not just listening, but they're actively listening. They're getting key takeaways and they're taking with them. Case in point, I remember the first time I heard joseph mcclendon the third talk about whenever you're feeling down stop and shake your booty just stop you can't help but smile when you're shaking your booty do it right now when you're sitting down right well i went ahead and posted about that i talk about that joseph mcclendon the third all the time says that my goal on this earth is to impart all the knowledge i have and then elicit you to go share that knowledge and so when i'm seeing knowledge being shared from glenn from sarah from you ramon from lolita from Marvin, from Scott, from all the incredible contributors to what Breakfast of Champions have done and created, it excites me because it means that our words are not falling upon deaf ears, but rather they're falling upon fertile soil and people are planting the seeds. They're plowing those fields, because guess ready, 2022 y'all, harvest is coming! Harvest is coming!
7: I absolutely love it. Listen, Alexander, when you walk in the room, you, what I love about you is that you're able to look around, read the room and jump right in. It's about, we were talking earlier today about leaving our footprints in the sand because tomorrow's not promised and all we have is today. You do an amazing job of that. So as you bring everybody together with their comments, with their shares, and then with your words, it's just so powerful. So all of you all who don't yet know Alexander, go ahead and tap in. He's on LinkedIn, he's on Facebook, he's on Instagram, he's on Clubhouse. Make sure you get into it. When you show up on that stage at the conference where you are, right? Today and tomorrow, knock them dead. Make sure you take some pictures yes. if you
14: wanna see it. I'm here for it, I'm here for
0: it. Knock them dead, knock them dead. And Alexander, real quick, from a social standpoint, uh, with the technical difficulties that we've had today, uh, those that are tuning in over on clubhouse could they they could probably do something on Twitter right can't they like, to send out a hashtag rising grind on Twitter or maybe link to the clubhouse room or is there anything that they could do to stay active and engaged?
14: Yeah, that you know about? what, that's a great comment. So there's two there's two ways. If, if this ever happens in the future, guys, if you go to hashtag rising grind and you make a comment on Twitter, I can find you. But also if you share the room on clubhouse, notice that when you share the room on clubhouse, you can leave a comment on why you're sharing it on days like this let's over share the room on clubhouse writing our favorite quotes our favorite comment comments so it does two things number one we're sharing the room on clubhouse we're getting more ears more seats to this table and number two over on twitter it allows me a space that i can go to one place and shout all of you beautifully people out because i promise you everyone wants to hear your name i miss saying dr jamesia i miss saying christina howard i miss saying monica ritchie i miss saying Dora maria i miss saying all these incredible human beings that are consistent at commenting let's go over and share on clubhouse and make your comments there and then use hashtag rise and grind on twitter and i got you boo Let's not
2: feed the elephants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Alexander. Uh, good luck out there on stage. I know you're gonna kill it on stage there in Louisville for in front of thousands of people. Continue to love the way that you love, and thanks for being here with us on hashtag #RiseAndGrind. You sir are the man. With that said, I promise you, we'd be bringing back our. Incredible musical uh, guest, Miss Samantha Clemens, and we're gonna do that right now. Check this out.
6: So, this next one I'm really excited to share with you. Um, I wrote it for you today. It's called Rise, and I hope it leaves you feeling empowered and encouraged. A little Breakfast with Champions exclusive. You will be the first ones to hear it, so here you go.
9: Sun's on its way up. Where are you? Another day has come. What you gonna do? Let it pass you by.
0: That's the only thing i know how to say
4: oh my goodness that was so beautiful and here's why i was like i have to ask you a question because i went to your bio on clubhouse while you were playing and the first thing i see is inc 2021 female founders 100 and i was looking at all of your work accolades and i was like wait are there two talented and also your name slightly different You know, Samantha's on stage and you're the same woman. This crazy, brilliant musical artist is also this crazy business powerhouse. And I would love to ask you how you're leaning into both because I think that's super compelling, especially as we talk about impact and creativity today. Um, What does that look like for you to be this powerful founder and writing this music, I mean, talk to me about about everything about the journey, about the time management. I want all the secrets. Let's go.
6: Um, you know, I don't know that there's necessarily a secret. Um, I there's like this meme going around. Um, oh gosh, and I'm blanking on her name, but she is basically saying that, like, she doesn't really know what she's doing as she's doing it. She just kind of does the best that she can um, and, you know, kind of figures it out along the way. Um, But I think this kind of ties back into why I decided to launch Sound Society, because uh, my personality can kind of feel um, segmented or, you know, bifurcated. Um, But I'm a whole person and I have um, different facets to me and I... Think that um, being authentic with that and sharing that, and not trying to um, put this piece of myself over here um, and away from this other half, uh, is a way for me to show up authentically and um, lean into uh, what I was made for, and um, you know, kind of melding those two things together. Um, so, with Sound Society, I'll be sharing my music, but also um you know anecdotes about my life and um maybe I can share a couple of tips again I don't know that I necessarily Here's, I have love that rules. and I
4: just want to take a moment though to honor your level of accomplishment because I think we're all multifaceted but the fact that you're at the top in all of these different spaces is is extraordinary so thank you thank you
5: thank you wow 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 I, I'm 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 very very nearly speechless I just want to let you know that And I hope right now, as we are talking, Glenn is on the phone to Tony with the keys, making something happen so we can actually get that song like ready and play it in in Breakfast with Champions on a regular basis. Because honestly, the level of your talent is incredible. Uh, Sarah, I love the fact Sarah tapped into the question I was gonna ask you when I couldn't hear you, which is in my mind, I, I I just had CEO to singer. Singer to CEO, like, the level of your your talent is incredible one thing i would love to do is just just i'd I'd love to 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 get a bit more insight into your vision you know what i mean like because you've mentioned sound society and i think that's an incredible um concept i'd love love to know you know what what is the the end game for you in terms of you know where you see that going
6: um yeah i I don't know that I can see the end. Um, I think it really just started as um, a way for me to pursue my music. I feel like I, um, I started my uh, utility um, contracting firm in 2016, and I feel like that has um, really it has a really good foundation. Um, And so I just want to be able to pivot some of my energy back to my music, which is my first love. Um, And this just seemed like a really good way to do that. Um, I think in the end, I really just want to offer a space for people to connect again. I feel like a lot of um, the traditional community spaces and structures um, that we, have traditionally had to connect with one another. They've been undermined by COVID, by um, the political climate, and I, I think, being intentional intentional about building new ways for us to come together and connect uh, is really important. And I think art is one of the few ways that we have left um, to come together, no judgment, um, and connect and enjoy each other's company.
0: Absolutely, 1 million percent. Uh, You are an incredibly special human. That is super clear in just a few moments of getting to know you. Uh, I can tell your your parents, I don't know what your relationship is with your parents or was with your parents, but uh, they did something. They did something right, because you're a very, very, very special human. And what a gift. able to hear that song this morning. Can I get that song somewhere? Is that song recorded somewhere? Is it, you just wrote it today?
6: I, so I wrote it for this performance today. Um, I wrote it a couple days ago. Uh, So it's not recorded yet, but it is on the list of things to do.
0: Gosh, it's so, so, so good. I love it. I have the video. I'm going to hoard the video. I'm going to keep that to myself. Uh, but, But Thank you so, so, so much for being here on hashtag Rising We're gonna be hanging out over in Clubhouse and chatting some more. If you want to hang out, we'd love to get to know you more. Um, But thank you so much for being uh, on our show. How can everyone connect with you on social?
6: Um, Most of my socials are at Little Red Fender Um, on Facebook. It is just Samantha Clemens music. Um yeah, come on over. I'd love to connect with you. Thank you guys so much for having me uh, and for all of your kind words. Um this has been such a treat.
0: Well, thank you. You're absolutely amazing. Thanks for being here. And another amazing superhuman that we have with us today is the one and only Kim Walsh Phillips, which if you don't know her yet, you're about to, and she says that she has a game that she wants to play with some of our hosts. So, I'm going to toss Kim straight into the hot seat over with the crew.
12: Woo! so good. No good. And I think we have a quick shout out before we get started with the quiz, perhaps. Yeah, oh, let's Jason just uh, I want to welcome Jason
4: Lee on stage into the clubhouse room. Um, we're having some tactical difficulties this morning. So you can't see us live on other platforms. But it's good to see you here. I love when our West Coast when our West Coast friends jump in. So thank you for that Kim. I know it's super, super early.
13: Yeah, Jason. Thank you. So good. Good All right. So he's What's here up, Jason? Time. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Early as hell. Good morning. So
12: good. And he's here in time <laughs> to play along with this quiz. Okay. So um, here we go. I am going to say a problem that a brand has solved. So I'm going to say the problem, and you guys are going to guess the brand. Are you ready? Okay, cool. And there's a nice like little delay. So this should get super awkward. And I love those moments. Okay, here we go. Number one. Dirty cabs that are expensive and hard to find. Uber. Transportation. Yes. (laughs) Next one. No more trips to the video store. Yeah. Netflix. Netflix. Convenience. Yes. Okay. Ramon's going to win this game. It's not fair that you did this on Ramon's day. Got, I know. He's got his hand on the Instantly buzzer. look great in your clothes. Spandex.
3: Trunk. Trunk. With uh, the men's uh, subscription service. Trunk.
12: Spanks. Uh, that could be one. Yes, yeah, Spanks. Uh, 100%. I got uh, one. Yes, Sarah. You got a point on that one. Next one. Instant access to answers.
3: Google. 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 Yes.
12: All right, so we're two for two now. Let's see. This is a hard one. This is a hard one. Eliminate having to spend the average of $28,000 a year to go to college.
14: Udemy.
5: Mastermind. Uh
12: Yeah, Audacity. it's actually a college platform that only charges $199 a month. And apparently it's profitable, profitable enough that the company has a billion dollar evaluation. Now, let me bring it back to you. If you're watching or listening right now, the you know that the most successful companies that are out there focus on the problem that they solve, not on what they do. The challenge is, is that most businesses do the complete opposite. They focus on what they do, their process, and their benefit. And the reality is none of us woke up today dreaming about your process. The other thing that successful brands don't do is they don't focus on what's wrong with us. like Sarah Blakely did not ever make the marketing campaign for Spanx. Hey, you ate way too many cookies this holiday season. So here's something to fix all of that. No, 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 no. They simply say, look great instantly in your clothes, right? They're solving a problem without making you feel bad that you had the problem in the first place. So if you know our culture, if you focus on what's wrong with people, they're not going to pay attention. Instead, what is the problem that your target market has, right? What do they want? Like if you're a financial advisor, they, your clients wanna retire and have enough money to keep their lifestyle going than when they were working. Parenting coach, you wanna raise successful and kind children. You have a marketing agency, your clients want more clients, right? You're an estate attorney, your clients want to ensure their family is taken care of after they are gone. So whatever it is, here's how you do it. You're going to figure out the one thing, the one thing your target market wants. What do they want? And then your offer is super simple. You simply add the words how to in front of whatever they want. So that financial advisor, their big offer could be how to retire with enough money to keep the life going that you have now. Parenting coach, how to raise successful happy kids, marketing agency, how to get more clients, an estate attorney, how to ensure your family is taken care of after you're gone. Doing this allows you to become the go-to person, the trusted authority, and it eliminates your competition and also allows you to have the cookie because Spanx has got your back, literally.
4: So good, so good.
0: Love that, Kim.
12: You
7: know, what was so good about that, Kim?
0: Go ahead, Lolita. I think What's it's that? well right.
7: Anyway, let me, so what was so good about that is that you added the how-to and sometimes it's the how-to, no matter how you frame it. That makes people be like, Ooh, I need to know that. I'm going to pull some of that energy right to me. It's like going to be a step by step by step. I want in. So thank you for adding that. How to really good. Look, I have it right on my paper. Very nice.
12: Thank you, Kim. You're so welcome. It's a pleasure being with you each week as always. And I promise I do not bring with me the Thursday technical issues. We will one Thursday. Yeah. It will be the smoothest of all time. It will become our number one rated show week of the day of the week. People will be like, we're going to tune in Thursday with popcorn and Hands we we'll see just what happens next.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Kim. And I love you. Thank you for joining us in here. Literally, Spanks has got your back. I love that. You're so, so, so strong. Literally. All
15: right,
0: Kim, we'll see you again next week. Thanks so much for being here. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. Wow, wow, Let's just say, wow, 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 wow. 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 Hey, this has been um, a fun show, but you know what? It's much more fun to have these problems, uh, not problems, to have these challenges uh, together. Just so you know, I used to run through this gambit all by myself, and now I get to do it with you guys. So. Everything's better together. I'm just saying.
7: I'm just. Saying. I
0: was going to say,
5: you know, after after all the, all that I've seen in the last uh, sort of few weeks, I'm thinking, you know, Glenn, you should be looking more like sort of I don't know George Clooney or or I don't know <laughs> Morgan Freeman with a totally great all the all the different different problems and, and twists and turns. He's, but he's calling
4: you old, he's calling you a dinosaur. He's saying that's why this have is you. Just so you know. Um, Ramon, I wanna ask you how your first full show was. What'd you think? It's
3: been an honor, it's been a pleasure. It's been uh, to see the full production like this, even though I'm on behind the scenes for full two hours. You guys are just amazing people. And I've been honored to be here again. Shout out to Scott Simons, which I have to do. This is a, not an easy job. And I think for those who don't understand what it's like for Glenn to produce it, to. Be witty, to be on the spot, to pour into our hosts and guests. You all do an amazing job, and I'm honored to be here, part of the team in this particular role today. And uh, listen, amazing rise and grind on Thursday. So thank you all for having me.
4: We're also bringing you back anytime Kim wash Phillips plays Name That Brand, because I was like, Ramon is going to slay this. I just, I knew it. I absolutely knew it. <laughs> By the way, I actually think I did beat you, though, because I got Spanks and everyone else we tied. So just, just, for, just if anyone was keeping score, I think I won, but it's just, you know, just if you're keeping score, that's all. I'll let that's you
3: feel it. better, Sarah. If you feel better like that, you can tell, like, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm just
4: saying we tied on all the rest and I got the one you didn't. I think that means I won. I don't, Marvin, yeah, you would see I a lot. Not.
5: Do you think
4: that I, yeah, yeah, what I does think, that feel like? Can uh, you commiserate uh, with Ramon? I, I, I
5: can neither, I can neither confirm nor deny who the winner of the competition was. And Alita's just silent, smiling.
3: That's all she's doing. She's just smiling. That's not fair,
7: Lolita. <laughs> <She> <laughs> no, I can't clear. get a word in. I'm like, let's head to clubhouse. I got some questions and
8: some <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love it let's head to clubhouse for some q a yes yeah, so we're gonna head over to clubhouse uh right now if you're watching this on the recording we have a breakfast with champions room on clubhouse monday through friday from 5 a.m till 11 a.m eastern time saturdays from 6 to 10 and sundays at 1 11 p.m eastern time thanks for joining us today we appreciate your grace and understanding as we uh maneuver our way through live programming and all of the Uh, hiccups that can sometimes come with that so we're gonna head over to clubhouse now and hang out over there thanks for being with us on this incredible episode of hashtag rise and grind
4: Kim wash Phillips. I'm wondering if you kept score, who you think won that game? And then we'll absolutely
12: pass the microphone over to my sister Lolita. Yeah, I mean, no one got the bonus points for the final one, so I, I definitely saw there was a little delay on my side, but I definitely saw you not only say Spanx, but do like a really thorough fist pump in the air as you did. (laughs) So I'm thinking that brings that scores the win. I think that seals the. I don't think so. I I mean, you're not the one who's executing the game, Ramon. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
3: I, okay. do I, know that,
12: I do know that Marvin did not win. I just want to be clear on that. This is Marvin always <laughs> loses not.
4: the marketing games. As I, brand I like, consistency, like it's Marvin, totally we respect that.
5: <laughs> listen, I am ready to well, ju- listen. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to 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 uh, to to leave it to uh, Ramon and, and Sarah to slug it out.
3: Queen Lalita, what were
7: you saying? Oh, hey, you guys. Listen, I'm just, this is hilarious to me how all of the underlying competition is coming out. We are seeing it. First, it was Marvin. Now, Sarah's like, excuse you. I am all up in this piece. I love it. I wanted to go back. You guys remember early in the beginning, we were talking about creativity. And I know Kate is on here because creativity has no boundaries. And I just hope we can touch base. Is creativity born or is it, nourished? Can it be both? I absolutely love the question. So I know Ramon had popped it off uh, with his thoughts. Then Sarah said, well, hey, hold on, wait a minute. I don't necessarily agree with that. So I just wanted to gift my little piece right there and see if there was maybe one or two people who wanted to lean in before you open it all the way up, Sarah, to see how the show was. So where I see creativity, I agree. I kind of agree. I'm right there in the middle. Ramon, you were heavy on that one. I believe that creativity is already within you. It is God. God seated you with that thing. The trick about this thing called life, according to Lolita E. Walker, is that um, sometimes other people, their words, their actions, the environment that we are in serves as these keys that unlock these doors that allow our creativity to shine. For instance, Clubhouse, right? I started going into these amazing poetry rooms and it sparked something in me differently that allowed my uh, poetic juices that were always there to come back out again and led to my second book. It's like those things I think that are triggered. So I'm gonna leave that open and wonder if anybody else wants to come in. Well, Lisa, my final answer them. is we are born with it and it is nourished
4: when other people trigger it in us. That's why. Well, i I saw um, Marvin and Tyrone. And then I also, when we open it up, Sam and Sarah are on stage as well um, to weigh in and ask some questions. So let's go Marvin and then Tyrone and then Samantha.
5: You know, I absolutely love the fact that we've brought this conversation to Clubhouse um, because I I, I kind of fly firmly down the middle as someone who has, uh, I mean, the fact that maybe people don't know, I've I've actually got a design degree. I've run a design agency, but I'm very much a strategic thinker. I'm very much about sort of planning and road mapping and so on. And I think, you know, within the creativity, you can actually get um, people who are, are, um, yes, naturally creative, but also enjoy, um, you know, the technical elements of the creative space. And, you know, I'll hold my hands up and apologies to any of the other musicians who've come on the show. You've all been incredible. But Sam today, um, Samantha, she was my favourite artist. And and it was for this very reason, because I could hear not just the creativity, but also uh, the technicality in her delivery. Um, and you know the arrangement and and that to me is that next level when you you really know that an artist is in touch with who she really is so um, I, I, I'm I'm sort of down the middle on this I, I believe that you can have a blend of the two um, and you can you know if you are a creative person you can learn to be a bit more technical and so on and so forth so that's my share on this and I'll pass the mic over
4: Absolutely, absolutely. I know that you're creative. I can hear how you speak to everyone. I don't know how I feel about you picking a favorite musical artist. I think that's that's a, a brilliant play on an app like Clubhouse where you bump into everyone on every stage. <laughs> but you
2: know. I'm saying it, I'm saying know, it. I'm, I, I, I'm sticking uh, to my I guns. Respect,
4: <laughs> I mean, I respect you taking such a strong stance. I guess I would say it's not very diplomatic, but I can tell how how moved you were today, which is absolutely incredible. Tyrone, what are your thoughts on this topic?
13: Uh, good morning everyone good morning good morning Uh, i love this topic i love this topic Um, i'm going to side with um, lolita i believe we're born with creativity and it sits dormant and this is my definition creativity is born during adversity so just like we all Have a seed. A woman has a seed in her to have a baby, but it's born once it's activated. So, creativity in my mind, we all have it, and it's born during adversity. Take a look at the pandemic. Take a look back years and years and years, as far as you can go back. Nothing just happens. The chair you're sitting in, The computer you're typing on, the phone you're holding in your hand, it was already in existence. Something had to happen before that idea came out. So it was there. I believe creativity is already there. Look at the sports. Look at the NFL. Look at all these offenses. You know, all these offenses, they were not just, just, they were there already. Someone just became more creative and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to take this and do this. Since we're in a passing league i'm I'm going to create this type of offense it was already there a situation had to give it birth so i'm going to side with lolita creativity is in all of us but creativity my definition is creativity is born during adversity
0: and that is it yeah dropping it dropping it like it's hot coming in deep Coming in deep. I'm going to weigh in on this real quick because, as
13: is sometimes the case, I disagree with Sarah on this. Wait, 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 wait. I need
4: a moment to process you disagreeing with me, Glenn London. Give me a moment. Give me a
0: moment. <laughs> <laughs> now, check it out. Here's what I think. Here's the truth. And I'm going to break this down in a way that I think, my dear friend Sarah, we can realign because this is what we do we, we, we disagree and then we discuss and then we realign. We just get there from opposite sides. So here's my thought process on this. We're all built a little bit different. We're all wired a little bit different. There's multiple you know, there's four major personality types that we all know of. Right. And so to me, someone who is um, very organized, very systematic, that loves spreadsheets, charts and, and emails someone who might have more of that type A personality, they have to work to be creative in the sense that we're talking about, right? We're talking about uh, creative, like maybe musically or or artistically or uh, storytelling wise, that type of creativity, right? The type A has to put in a lot of work and practice, like Sarah said earlier, in order to reach that level. Whereas on the other side, someone that is a more creative personality, maybe they're a uh, uh, maybe they're a flamingo, if you like that, or they're a high, I an inspirer, or someone like that, that's not really good uh, with systems, organizations, graphs, charts, so on and so forth. They don't have to work on the to be creative, but then they have to work really hard to capture that creativity and be able to Uh, utilize it in a way that it can go out there and make an like, like make an impact right in other people's lives. So I think it's, it's, it is a God given gift. I think they're all God given gifts. And because we're different, we ultimately have to approach the target from different angles, in order to get to that same result that I think we all want which is to to be able to make a positive impact and leave our mark here on this planet. So that's, that's my thoughts.
3: You know. <laughs> finally a voice of wisdom, finally.
4: You know, Glenn, here's the challenge is that it doesn't fit for me. And like, that's why I can't agree with you on this. I'm not saying that they aren't brilliant or salient points, but like you all joke about how analytical I am, but I identify as a creative. And, like, I'm a celebrated writer. So, like, I don't believe that if you're a type A, it's going to be harder for you to be a creative. I am a creative. And I think, you know, I, so I don't know. I, hey, Sarah, I, um can,
3: can yes, I just sir? add one more? I goodness. don't think Sarah. it's harder. I, you just have to work. You said I, earlier you have to work at it one challenge i think you're facing sarah and i'm really serious about this i think god has blessed you with so many seriously eight type talents no i'm serious sarah you are multi-talented in several different ways but from what i've seen most of us are not so you could be fully creative and fully as we call analytical i must give you that props but i know i'm not and i know many people we're usually focused be mathematician versus pottery but i think you sarah may have some distinct number 10 talents on a faulty on a full different dimension well listen
4: ramon i love you so much that i just want to say on a friend tour level that i don't want anyone in this room who identifies as strong in one to think that they're necessarily weak in the other and that's why um that's why i'm digging in and saying that people can be strong in both but i super 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 i love you for saying that and here's the other thing too i also appreciate we don't want anyone to feel um frustrated if they feel strong in one and the other is more of an effort so um I think it's just a powerful conversation. Lolita, what's up? Sister? Yeah, right before we go
7: cuz we'd have to open it up. You know, we can talk around this this breakfast table forever. Um but we got to talk to some other folks here. What I will say is that I I hope nobody's walking away with that. I sure didn't walk away with that. I am an industrial engineer by degree. I have a right by degree. I love engineering. I love process. I'm also a poet. I think it's just unlocked in you differently. So it's not one is better than the other. Sometimes it is a little stronger and i i i take no apologies for saying that sometimes there's people that pour into you there's things there's experiences there's other things that unlock it so embrace it i think that that's one thing we can all agree on embrace the amazing exploration that is in you what the thing that that you feel most comfortable in like that thing resurrect it. what did you love to do as a child go out and do it Go ahead and spark that thing. So we could talk forever, but let's let's just get some mic flashes for who wants to talk. I'm getting some things in the background so I know folks are all let's in. Go to- I see Peter. Okay, go ahead. And then go well, ahead. first Sarah. of
4: all, Lisa, Bye I team. didn't know you were an industrial engineer. That's incredible. I love how people were just dropping accolades this morning. Yeah, That's absolutely incredible. I ease rise, baby. <laughs> I saw Kim and then Peter. And again, I also want everyone to know, along with this discussion, we do have Samantha and Sarah on stage. So we don't want you to miss the opportunity to engage with them, to ask some questions, to follow them. Um, So let's go Kim and then Peter. um, And then uh, Samantha, I saw you. Mike. All right somebody take the mic Peter
8: did you want to jump in brother yes yes absolutely Um, I just have to um, agree about the the, uh, about being born a creative Um, but of course I also agree that you can um, you can develop that and 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 the thing that I I lean on is I I see I see kids and how amazingly creative they are and I always go how on earth do they know how to do that and I got to think You know, it it was, it was just a God's a gift of God. Right. And, but so often, or we've said to our kids, no, no, don't do that. And not realizing that they were exercising their creativity. And we've said, we've said no, so many times that they didn't get into what they were supposed to do and and therefore they lost that. Um, So we got to be so cautious um, with our kids because they, again, they're born with that creativity. Um but often we say no to them and 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 squash that. So um that's my thought. Uh this is Peter.
4: Absolutely. I and I know on? also Dr. Suki had wanted to jump in as well. Um so I believe we had um Samantha and then Dr. Suki and then whoever just asked to jump in.
6: No, I just wanted to um say, Peter, I completely agree with you. I think Um, you know, as a believer myself, I, I think that we're all born creative, um, in the image of our creator, the, the ultimate creator. And so I think that we all have that in us. Um, and I think that sometimes, you know, through no fault of our own, um, we kind of get shut down and, um, that can be stunted early on in life. So I completely agree with you that it's really important for us to encourage our kids, um, and you know, beyond when they're children and they grow up, uh, just to continue to encourage each other to really lean into that part of who we are.
4: Yes, we have to pass the mic to Dr. Suki on that because she works with children on creativity, and this is such a powerful conversation. Dr. Suki, I can see you over
15: there almost dancing with your mic flashes. Go for it! I am. I did my dissertation on children third, fourth, and fifth grade. And it was visual creativity um, with special ed kids with kids with learning disabilities. And it was really funny because humor was in involved in that. But they did our artwork. They you know, they drew pictures, and they got credit for going outside the box. And the kids that actually were the highest in total creativity, where humor was a part of it, were the kids with learning disabilities. The kids that were bi- uh, bilingual had the next, and the monolingual were not as creative as the the other two. So I was really surprised. I mean, I wanted the children in special ed to be creative, but it really I I kind of take a a stance on the fact that um everything and everybody in this world is creative my background for literacy uh, i'm sorry for the literature was alfred north whitehead and he believed that creativity is within everything we are and everything we do as well as what we create so um people that are um like yourself that are organized and and like maybe more left brain have just as much creativity as those people that, um, uh, you know, we're all born with it, absolutely. And it's the way we use it um, that really makes a difference. So that was my whole thing with my dissertation was because I really wanted our children in special ed to be able to acknowledge creativity. But the funniest thing was when my study found that the special ed kids were better in humor than either of the other groups. And I thought that was hysterical because people laughed when they looked at the visual creativity. So thank you for this share that I got to do. It was wonderful. You know, Dr.
4: Snooki, I love that you brought it back to the children. Because going back to what Lolita and Tyrone said about um, circumstances and environment and creativity, I think as a parent, one of the things that I try to lean into is this idea that we don't beat the creativity out of our kids, right? That instead of there being one right way to do things, if they solve a problem differently, if they, um, I think it was like Neil deGrasse Tyson who was saying that like, if your kid took all of the, you know, eggs out of the um, refrigerator and like cracked them open on the floor, would you punish them? Or would you consider it a science experiment? You know what I mean? And there's such an interesting moment when children are being creative to decide like, when you know it's necessary to instill some order and when you just want to celebrate the fact that it's like hmm okay that's maybe not how i would have gone about that but to celebrate the fact that they're being creative to instill that in them so i love you bringing it back to children i think it's super strong
15: well i also want to acknowledge that sarah you brought an incredible experience with my ch- uh, dissertation i also tried to collaborate with Um, finding out if parents' creativity and teachers' creativity was anywhere influencing the children. And it was independent so that you can do exactly what you said. You can actually look at something. The children end up having the, the eggs on the floor and maybe it was a mistake, but maybe they wanted to do that. Or the kids that you give chalk to and instead of doing it in the book, they do it on the wall, and it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of an interesting thing. So I think it can be n- nourished as a parent, so that you know the kids, it, whether or not you're creative, but it can be nourished. And I really, really appreciate the share. It, it's a, it, it's so. I wish I had done that, but I was, you know, like tied to the reading thing for my thing but it was the best dissertation and it had been the only dissertation that recognized special ed kids as more creative in some areas than the regular ed kids so that really was a a, but the parent creativity parents said i'm not creative i can't help my child be creative and that's not true. You just brought that up. So I really appreciate that. Share, too, and the comments that you made. what? And parents are wonderful, wonderful hey. people that can notice their children's creativity. It, Glenn can do it eight times because he's got eight kids. That's what's up. That's what's hey. up.
0: And Suki, speaking, speaking of that, you got to meet Willow, right? My daughter, Willow.
15: Oh, yes. I have to tell you. Did you
0: get to meet Willow at the event? Can I jump in?
15: You know, I have to tell you, Glenn. Glenn, she watched for me when I came out the door, and every time she gave me a hug, she knew that I needed that hug because I don't have children at home. And I just got really close to Willow. I I love all your kids, but I just got really
0: close to Willow. So I have a question for you with your expertise in children. So we know and recognize that Willow is different right she's 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 different than the rest of our kids she's very unique in the way that she feels the way that she sees the world all of those things and so i'd i'd love your expert opinion on the small amount of time that you spent spent with willow we would i would love like your thoughts on her maybe her makeup and and how we can be even better parents to make sure not to squash some of that. Cause sometimes she can be a lot, you know, cause she's always, she's very intense. She's always on, um, all the time. And sometimes we're like, I feel guilty, like, almost like we're squashing that. And so I'd love to hear uh, a little bit of feedback from you on, on maybe some of the makeup that you see in Willow. She,
15: you, you want me to share yeah. now? Uh, she's a giver. And she just loves, I wanna say she loves all the people that were there, but there's something internal about the fact that she gives to people that, um, how do I say it? Th- that may need it more than others. So that she saw that I needed help and she was out there to give me help and i would say to encourage her to just let her help the people that are around her especially the 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 other little kids or even the oldest one if she wants to help them and to let her kind of like um how do i say uh decide on uh, what they need help with so that um her ability to uh, she just knew that i needed a hug uh, and and i said how did you know and she she just looked at me and said cuz you showed me and i can't explain that she's got a uh, maybe um her spirituality is a lot older than her age so she can feel things and she knows ahead of time, I think. And
0: prophetic so prophetic in, nature. She has a prophetic so, nature. Say she does. it again. She has a prophetic she does, nature.
15: So, yes.
7: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. and it's so interesting that you say that because I had a conversation with her once because she was so, so frustrated, just like wanted to like rip her own hair out. She was so frustrated. And I asked her what she was feeling and she said, she feels like She feels like she's older and she's trapped in a young body.
15: Yes, yes. I could feel that her spirit was older than she was. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. No question about that. Now, how you deal with it. Yeah, exactly. How do we deal with it, right? (laughs) That's the hardest
15: part. You deal with it by recognizing it, and you deal with it by the exact question you asked her. Absolutely, you do more of that, and and let her express herself. That's and um, you know, I would love to to teach. I, I told Leslie that I wanted to to be the curriculum director for for the all eight kids, and that I would be there for you guys no matter what. And um, because I have this curriculum that is a a curriculum for free to teach children how to be entrepreneurs. And I think that she would be an great uh, j- just to be able to have that opportunity. But yeah, you have to let her express the 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 spirit that she has inside of her. Oh, and it could you. be it could be through art, it could be through writing. It could, I would love to have have her write for me. And I'd love to publish. I have my own publishing company. I'd love to publish a book that that she writes.
0: Well, I will definitely uh, talk to her about that. And you're you're so spot on in so many of the things. And, and I hate to dominate the, the stage here, but this is really, um, we are, we're struggling just a little bit with her. And she does want to help all the time. She wants to be involved with everything, all yes. the time that everybody's doing. And she stays yes. up later than everyone. She wakes up earlier than everyone and she will sit in her room and, and draw and write and, and do all of those things. Uh, she's just always on. So this is very helpful. Thank you so much. all You're of
15: welcome. Time. Please have Leslie, Leslie's got my info. Please have her contact me and I'm still waiting for uh, her birthday present. It's a little, little late.
0: <laughs> no problem, no problem. I will let Leslie know that for sure but, uh,
15: I'm so glad I could help you.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Go ahead and jump in.
7: I'll jump in really quickly before we go to, to the person who is continuously trying to jump in. I didn't get your name. Who's that person that tried a couple of times? It's a woman. Louise. Okay. Well, let me go ahead and, um, do this. So Dr. Suki, thank you so much. Willow is so much like my nine-year-old son Walker that it is, it's, it's crushing. It's it's amazing when you speak about her and the power that you speak about her, England. And I love that you are seeking so many opportunities to really draw this creativity out of her. And it made me really think about the creativity and the power that we have as employers for our employees. And I know that Sarah talked about that a little bit, our guest, I know that Kim Walsh Phillip does this continuously and she talks to us about it. So maybe before we go to the next person, it's a woman who has really been trying to get in, I don't know her name, but I'm sure she will pop in, is maybe we can ask Sarah for a brief share on how can, we're talking creativity and how not to stifle it. What's one thing that an employer can do when they start to see an employee um, kind of veering off to bring them back with creativity? That would be amazing.
11: Yeah, can I just hop on? Is
7: that is... Sarah speaking? Yes, are you the one who kept saying, can I hop on, can I hop on?
11: No, I'm not. Oh. I, I didn't know you were prompting the question. To yes, me about I
7: am prompting it. it to you, Sarah, thank yep. you.
11: Yeah, it's you know it's been really interesting listening listening to this dialogue because, you know what what most research would say is we're 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 born with the ability to be creative, but how that manifests is different. And sometimes we think about creativity just in terms of artistry and not necessarily problem solving or engineering, right? Like Lolita was talking about. The, you know that one of the challenge is that a lot of times in organizations we have competing commitments. We have these like hidden values. So we say we value innovation, but but what but what we really value and reward is efficiency. And so so there's a lot of traps that companies fall into. Whether that's rules and rules about who can be thinking about what problems, um, you know, cultures of what I would call a yes but culture. Yeah, but we can't do that. Yeah, but we've tried that before. Yeah, but we've you know we've done X, Y, and Z and 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 so part of part of what I would again, what I would um, push leaders to think about is not only to think about what can I do to to for us to be able to explore possibilities. I used to teach a class on creativity and innovation, um, thinking a while back. and um, but also to look at like what are the ways in which we're stifling it, And let's be really honest, right? A lot of times we say we want innovation, but as soon as something fails, we're really quick to, quick to pull the plug, and we don't necessarily take time to learn you know there's some some real specific practices like quantity you know sometimes it's quantity of ideas and not quality of ideas like how do we push ourselves beyond just like thinking of oh we need to come you know and i think glenn or or, uh, excuse me sarah you mentioned this with with talking about children and like there's not always one right idea Um, and so how do we how do we really reward not just having the right idea but also being willing to ask the right questions um, being able to to you know challenge the status quo But it, it really starts with us being willing to look at our cultures and go What are the ways in which we're stifling it? Who are we inviting to the table and whose voices aren't being heard? How are we how are we shutting down? Um, collaborative, you know engagement because when we think about like innovation it, it, again, it's not always linear and it's not always perfect, and we aren't always going to come up with the right ideas, but we can keep building it on it. And sometimes, like, a fun game I like to play is, like, what's the worst idea we can come up with for this? Just to get people out of their head for money to be right. Like, let's come up with the worst idea. What would be the worst way for us to solve this problem? Just to get people to play again and tap, in, tap into that.
7: So amazing. Thank you so much for that. Um... Listen, there, I don't know who the woman is who continuously wanted to get in. Thank you, Sarah, that in. is
10: amazing. Um, Hi, but, yeah. Lolita. Hi, Lolita, good morning. Good morning, everybody, Sarah and Glenn. Uh, thank you so much for giving me the, the floor here to speak. Um, I just wanted to add um, to what Lolita said as well as Tyrone, I totally believe that, yes, we are absolutely given God-given talents and gifts that we need to hone in on. And to add to what Tyrone said, I believe, or at least I feel, my, my humble opinion, is that creativity is also, in addition to being born out of adversity, Creativity comes when you're a little baby, a little child, and you're with your parents in your home, and they're able to um, present so many different, you know, options before a child and be able to hone in on a child's talents and gifts and encourage them, you know, and then for them, for a parent to be able to watch keenly to see what a kid is doing, what they really love and to be able to encourage them on that path. So, so much of it is that, and as well as even teachers, you know, to to what Sarah as well said, teachers in a school, to, you know, and I think the Montessori method of teaching really lends so well to that for little children, you know, to expose them to so many, you know, crafts and doing everything with your hands and to pick up on kids' talents, you know, and then if you have a coach, you know, if a kid has picked up a talent and there's a coach that sees them, sometimes a the kid may just wanna just, you know, um, Um, you know, lose hope or, you know, maybe going through some other stuff, emotional issues or whatever, but for them to really press on for a coach to say, hey, I see talent in you and I want you to, you're a really creative kid over here and I want to push you, I want to encourage you to go to the next level. You know, so I think a big part of creative creativity comes from the time from childhood, from parents watching a kid, a child shine and, 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 and the ability to want to look keenly and recognize those talents and encourage them and just and nurture them along you know and uh, so that's one and then to to add to it as well absolutely tyrone i agree with you that you know sometimes a lot of creativity especially with us as grown grown adults you know uh, you know is born out of Absolute adversity, you know, it just reminds me of that little quote that, you know um, as Zig Ziglar says, uh, repetition is really the mother of learning. You know, I think it's a mother of skill of honing in your skills and um, Just repeating, you know rinse and repeat rinse and repeat so you can you can hone in on your creativity as well as you know um, The other thing I was gonna say is just success is just a lot of hard work You just can't just say I have the creativity and not put in the work So it is 99% perspiration and 1% inspiration as they say so that's all i just wanted to say thank you so much guys for giving me the time here i appreciate it this is louise and i'm out
7: thank you so much louise so thoughtful so insightful listen as we get ready to pass it over for our nine o'clock a.m segment right here on breakfast with champions we want to say thank you thank you to every single person that's in the room and a super special thank you to sarah noel wilson who came strong right? And also Sam Long, who not only gave us inspiration through music, but really talked to us um, about digging deep. Thank you so much, Sam and Sarah. And we cannot wait for you to join us at this nine o'clock hour and tomorrow, right back on hashtag Rise and Grind. So-